Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Jennifer Uzia, founder of Soul Language, and I'm dedicated to providing my listeners with tangible tools to embody their divinity and create a life based on freedom. This is Ask and Answered by Soul, where we focus on topics that will guide you to listening and utilizing your essential nature. And I'm very excited because I get to talk to one of my favorite people, Anna Brooke, today. And we're talking about how to be kind to your body in times of huge transition. Welcome, Anna. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. It's a pleasure. So I want to start with the first question that I ask all of my guests. Mm-hmm. And that is, what is your soul shared with you throughout your journey? Like, what's that big theme about? Um, that I belong. Oh. That I belong in this body, that I belong in this mission, that I belong in this time, that I belong. I just belong. I belong in my seat of power too. That's a big one. Amazing. So you, you did a nice segue because we're going to talk about how to be kind to your body in times of huge transition. Mm -hmm. So let's start about what you mean by transition. So what I mean when I use the word transition is another word to call it is simply change, Um, you know, transitioning from one state to the next. And that can be, both complex and extremely discreet. Um, you know, right now, you know, we're recording, you know, COVID is still happening. Quarantine is still happening. I have personally been experiencing this funny space of every day being exactly the same, but also (laughs) incredibly different. Yeah. It's kind of like time and space have redefined themselves for me in this last year. And so in the space of transition, I mean, here we are moving through each day, showing up for our days, doing the best we can. Um, But everything is changing. Everything is changing constantly, which is the law of the universe. But at least for me in this sort of closed down from stimulus world I have been existing in, um, I've become a lot more sensitive to how much is changing and shifting every single day. Yeah. It's always been changing, but now it's kind of in our face. We can't miss Mm -hmm. it, right? Because it's Mm -hmm. affecting, you know, our humanness in a new way. Mm -hmm. So how does, let's start with ways that people aren't kind to their body during transition. And Mm. then let's move to ways that they can start being kind. Mm, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the first thing is engaging in judgment, Uh, comparing yourself to others saying, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Um, holding ourselves up to, uh, behaviors that are not supportive of where we are in that given time when we, you know, being ways of being unkind can look like starving ourselves, not just of food, but also of connection. Um, you know, actively avoiding drinking water, actively avoiding moving our bodies. Uh, And I say actively avoiding, it's not necessarily a conscious active avoidance, but, you know, my experience has been my personal beliefs around lack have been showing up like a big dog during the pandemic. You know, all the thoughts of, um, oh, well, I don't, I can't, I miss my friends. I can't see my friends. I can't connect with people. I can't, you know, I like, <laughs> I watch movies on Netflix where people are in like crowded bars and I start to cry. You know, it's like, oh my God, I remember the, the before times. Why, but- <laughs> my response to that is why aren't they wearing masks? <laughs> <laughs> and you're not wrong. <laughs> But it's just, it's like, it's such, I noticed like the third time I was doing it, I was like, whoa, 
Yeah. What's that about? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very much so. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it under the umbrella of judgment because lack I feel is a byproduct of judgment and a byproduct of feeling that we are somehow separate from that, which animates us and that, which brings us life and that, which connects us to one another. Beautiful. Um, so that's what I'll stick to like being the unkind and then turn that on its ear for being kind, you know, are you allowing yourself to connect with that which holds meaning for you, with friends, with family, with uh, regular physical activity, even if it's just like putting on your favorite song and dancing with literally nobody watching unless your webcam's on. Right. Um, drinking water. This is my favorite thing because this is a struggle. It's, I mean, it's hardly a struggle, but I have to remind myself, oh, right, drink, drink a glass of water. It's good for you. Um, but also on an internal note, being gentle with yourself for all of us to make, in some cases, a conscious commitment to being kind to ourselves, you know, acknowledging that we're doing the best we can. And even if people are saying, well, I'm not doing the best I can. Well, is that because you're carrying a really heavy burden right now? Are you, you know, caregiving? Are you caretaking? Are you concerned? Are you stressed? You know, right now is a time of incredible, consistent stress uh, for so many people in so many different ways. You know, this is, we're all in the same storm, but we're in very different boats. So when we are kind to ourselves, I personally feel that it allows in more room for us to be kind to others allowing yeah. in more compassion, allowing in more understanding. Um, and also just bringing in that concept that the, the, the witnessing of like, Hey, you're showing up every single day. You're getting out of bed. You might not be getting out of your PJs, but you're showing up, you're eating, you're moving, you're, you know, showing up for work, that sort of things. And I realize some of those statements don't apply to some people, but being gentle, making it begins with a decision, making a decision to be kind to ourselves. When we're not kind, especially to ourselves and to our body, what impact does that have on us? Oh, my goodness. Um, It's a wide impact. I personally feel it impacts every part of our lives. Um, When we're not kind to ourselves, I feel we block ourselves from being able to recognize even the most small instances of beauty or blessings or miracles that might pop up. When we are not kind to ourselves, I personally feel that we are closing ourselves off from all that is available to us. You know, uh, one of my teachers uses this beautiful example saying, you know, well, look for, you know, all of the red in the room, like take one minute, look for all the red, close your eyes. And now tell me everything that is green in the room. (laughs) When we're focusing on just one sort of closed down limited aspect, we are closing ourselves off from the wider perceptions of the, the beauty and grace that is always present with us. And even if part of that gesture of kindness is to simply say, today, I choose to recognize grace Mm. is such a generous gesture to ourselves, but to everyone else, you know, because we are, we are bigger than just us. We are part of microcosms and macrocosms and how, you know, one comment, think about the last time somebody said a really kind, generous comment to you. You know, for me, I feel things in my body that receiving a compliment or receiving an acknowledgement from somebody that is 
absolutely free to give the feelings of joy, the feelings of softening, the feeling of relaxation, the feeling of being seen. You can't put a you know, a price on that. There's, there's the, the generosity of that is so profound. And it, I have noticed when I am, you know, in reception of that, it allows me to open up and be just as generous to other people. If even I'm just like, Hey, you're doing a great job. Like keep on going. You're doing great. I know that those words have impacts on others too. Yeah. You know, I was uh, talking to someone today and uh, they said, well, you're a shaman. And I, and I had to really hold myself in check because I was like, I, I might cry, you know, because my whole mm-hmm. thing is like, only the village calls you a shaman. You never call yourself a shaman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to cry. I'm really going to receive that. I'm going to see what impact. And I think so often we spend a lot of time looking at the negative and we don't really offer the positive to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Anna, what's been a big question that you've been asking yourself lately? How can I get out of my own way? That has been something I have been walking with for the last several months. And I say that in a way of, as somebody who's worked in the arts and is creative, you know, writing a book, writing, you know, working on my second book right now, uh, playing with all of these creative energies that are present, I... I learned this many years ago when I was, you know, still performing full time is that the only thing that stands in between me and what I'm wanting to achieve is myself and my own beliefs in limitation, my own, you know, what I'll call small me thoughts saying like, you know, the quest that when those questions arise of like, well, who are you to do that thing? Or oh, you'll never have enough money to do that. Or, oh, you're not brilliant enough to do that. Or you're, you know, your toes don't point a certain way when you want to do that move. So why even bother doing it? Like all of those sort of doubt and, you know, again, separation based thoughts. And so coming, I, one of the gifts of this time has been sort of the closing out of distraction. It's not to say that, you know, my computer and Netflix and BritBox and all this stuff isn't like a wild distraction for me, but closing off from all the external stimuli and really getting down to the brass tacks. What is my mission here on earth? What am I here to deliver? What is the energy that I am here to hold down for my little corner of the universe and beyond? Because I feel, and that's a question that I invite lots of people to walk with because we are all here, I believe, for a purpose. We are all here to be of service to a greater picture, even if it doesn't look like service at all, even if that service is just saying yes to our truth. And I know that when I say yes to my truth, beautiful things happen. And sometimes I can't even recognize the beauty because I'm, you know, just sort of like crying and like, punching blindly into space, like trying to figure out like what on earth is going on. It's not until afterwards where I'm like, oh, wow. Like the birth process is ugly and messy and painful and brilliant things come of it. So what would it look like if I got out of my own way and said yes to what lies in my heart and stop paying attention to the small me and instead focus on the big me? So that leads to another question. First of all, let's talk about your first book. But first, let's answer the most important question I have about what's your second book about? (laughs) So my second book is uh, about how, you know, it's about attachment. Um, And in my personal case, it's about attachment to stuff. Um, My relationship to physical objects 
and belongings has characterized some of probably the most traumatic events that I have had in my life, you know, sudden catastrophic loss or stuff being stolen or stuff being removed from my possession without my permission by well-meaning people. Um, All of these moments, you know, they were so deeply affecting and As I grew up, you know, once I got through my 20s, thank God, uh, I was able to sort of look back with more context. And it, for me, opened up deeper dialogues into, well, why are we so attached to stuff? What does stuff hold that we are not allowing ourselves to experience or be in this one wild, wonderful moment we get to call our lives? So love that. Yeah. And let's talk about your first book. Hmm. Well, uh, my first book is called Stripped Down, How Burlesque Led Me Home. And you, my beloved Jennifer, were uh, you were a major shaping piece of that. So again, thank, thank you, you so much. Um, but it's about how saying yes to my heart brought me into the most meaningful experiences of my life. I had been, you know, just in a few sentences, I in my late 20s had been working for a brilliant nonprofits arts organization abroad. It was my dream to never come back to America and just work in the arts and be glamorous. And the, you know, I'll call it the universe just kept closing doors in my face and saying, no, 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 no. And so I, I had to come home. I went to a weekend retreat that was all about trusting your vibes. And at the time I was like, ugh, what's this, you know, sixth sensory, whatever, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Meanwhile, (laughs) it changed my life forever. And I received a message on that last day saying to become a burlesque dancer. And I did not know what that was at the time, but I felt like I had been hit by lightning and I did not know what it was. I didn't know what it meant. And so I went home and started Googling and I just, it began a long process of surrendering to love, if I can call it that, love of my body, love of my art, love of the great divine voice that spoke to me that sort of rerouted me into this direction. Um, And the magic that is held when we do practice saying yes to what lies in our hearts. So it's part memoir, part manifesto. uh, And I guide the reader through a whole, my journey uh, with bigger concepts sort of plugged in. Beautiful. So if you were to kind of, kind of give everyone an action step about being kind, one action step about being kind to their body, what would you suggest? The first thing I would say is to start with taking a really big breath in and allowing the exhale just to happen. And when you come into the second breath, notice what you can relax in your body. I have found when my mind feels like I'm in a traffic jam or I'm up against a wall or sort of painted myself into a corner, when I just come back to my breath is when new doors open up or maybe Mm. even a window. And it just starts with that because everybody is going to have their own unique dance with this. But if we give ourselves permission to come back into that, which connects us to all of life and sort of shelve everything, just say, okay, how about I just breathe right now? Everything that is ready to be loved and is calling for love within us will make itself known in my experience. Beautiful. Yeah. Give out your website address, how people can get in touch with you. 
With pleasure. My website is annabrookhealing.com and my last name, Brooke, has an E on the end. So annabrookhealing.com, you can find me on Instagram, you can find me on Facebook. uh, And um, what was the second question? (laughs) No, that was it. (laughs) I was like, am I forgetting something? No, that's it. (laughs) Um, And my last question is, if you were a magnet on whatever you call your higher powers refrigerator, Mm. what would your magnet say? Recognize the gift of this moment for it won't last forever. Beautiful. Well, as always, since the moment we've spoke, I have enjoyed every conversation. So thank you so much for being here and thank you for everything that you do. And I really suggest people pick up that book because it's quite amazing. So thank you, Anna. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone, you've been listening to Ask and Answer by Soul. I am Jennifer Eurizio. Please feel free to share this podcast with your community. Leave a comment, rate it, leave a review, subscribe. You can also contact me directly at soullanguage.us and contact all these amazing guests. There's a lot of wisdom that you're hearing and you're only hearing 15 minutes of it. Imagine spending an hour with any one of these guests. Imagine reading their book or picking up uh, their free gifts. So go out there and transform yourself. Thanks a lot and bye for now, everyone. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.